Hello, I'm Eddie French, and you might recognise me from such icy news noises as... <coughs> Daddy! And who could forget... <coughs> well, the good news is, is that I now have my own podcast. It's called Pick Scraped, and it is a fortnightly sketch show uh, made entirely by me. So if that sounds like the sort of thing you'd like, go to wherever you get your podcasts and listen to it. Thank you. Pick Scraped. You're listening to IC News, the only network bringing you the stories from across the multiverse. Liz Truss sparks a diplomatic spat after claiming the jury is still out as to whether or not France's Emmanuel Macron is a friend or foe to the UK. To be fair to her, I'm guessing we'll have to wait until the barristers are back at work for a verdict. As the price cap rises by 80%, the Chancellor Nadim Zahawi says we all need to look at our energy usage and insists that he is working on a cost of living package to help struggling families when the new Prime Minister takes office, which, for many of the nation's poorest, may prove to be closing the taxpayer-heated stable door after the horse has bolted. Ukraine denies any involvement in the killing of the daughter of a key Putin ally in a car bomb attack in Moscow, accusing Russia of staging false flag attacks on its own citizens. Russia in turn has denied those claims, stating that it only deliberately kills civilians with indiscriminately targeted explosives. And finally, after student nurse Awami Davies is found safe and well after disappearing six weeks ago, officers in the successful missing persons case are drafted in to help search fridges up and down the country in an attempt to find our Prime Minister. Hello and welcome. I'm Sam Gore, sucking off garage forecourt employees for bundles of firewood in a grim future coming to a reality near you very soon. And you're listening to IC News. Turn those appliances off standby and get your tea light and plant pot heaters ready, because it's absolutely crucial that you save enough overpriced electricity to at least finish listening to this podcast. We'll be galloping across the multiverse like a big sexy horse a little bit later on, but for now we start with the grim economic situation right here at home in Britain on Earth Prime. This week the energy regulator revealed the price cap would be rising by 80%, with a further rise projected for January, as charities and businesses warned we are facing a bleak winter of discontent. So what exactly are our elected leaders planning on doing about any of it? Well, it's common knowledge that the human body sheds a lot of its warmth through the feet, which is why Liz Truss seems determined to show us all how to retain that heat by shoving hers into her own mouth. In much the same way that you can tie some pantyhose together in place of a broken fan belt in order to limp an utterly fucked car engine down the road for two miles, Boris Johnson, despite a complete lack of appearances, is for now still our Prime Minister. While he did pop up in Ukraine for their independence celebrations this week, he's been distinctly absent from any discussion of the UK's domestic woes recently. So as the leadership contest continues to throw up dramatic moments that piss off our allies, what exactly has been going on behind closed doors at number 10? Here at IC News, we've got a mole at the heart of government, and this week they've sent us another exclusive secret recording. 
Home sweet home. <laughs> well, for a couple of weeks at least. It's good to be back, isn't it? Just put it all down in the hallway, there's a good chap. Honestly, I don't know why you're moaning. It's just six suitcases full of wine and two of my children. Maybe you could have carried some of it then. <sighs> Bloody hell. I don't get paid to carry things, dear boy, whether it's suitcases or the can for 180,000 dead. I'm much too important for all that. Clearly, sir. Speaking of which, now that I'm home, it's time to focus on the people's priorities. Back to work, I say. Very good, Prime Minister. I'm relieved to hear you say it. I've been keeping abreast of the polls while you've been away, and we really do need to start getting ahead of the cost of living crisis. We absolutely can't afford to... Ah, lovely. Sir... You've just opened a beer, sat down on a recliner, and put your feet up. I thought that you said... Well, I'm a person, aren't I? And this is my priority. I've just had a very gruelling holiday, you know. I think I've earned a little R&R, don't you? Are you serious? I'm as serious as the working day is long, dear chap. Half past two to four o'clock. That's really not the working day, Prime Minister. It is for me, old bean. I told them they'd have to drag me kicking and screaming out of this place, and if they think I'm lifting a bloody finger now they've turfed me out, they're kidding themselves. Liz'll sort it all out, don't you worry. I don't think the leadership contest is even over yet, Prime Minister. (laughs) You and Rishi can keep telling yourselves that. Now, item one on the agenda for today. Have we got any nibbles? Nibbles? Yes, man, nibbles. You know, yummy little num-nums. Perhaps some parmesan twists, or some of those delicious little chocolate-coated Brazil nuts. For fuck's sake, Boris, Labour are 15 points ahead in the polls, and millions of people are about to be plunged into abject poverty. What the fuck are you even thinking? I'll settle for some kettle chips. Oh, for God's... Hang on. I've got a pack of mini cheddars. That's about it. (sighs) Well, I guess it'll have to do, won't it? Honestly, what are they even paying you for? At this point, Prime Minister, I honestly couldn't even say. Well, you ought to work on that. It's not a good look, you know. Sir, I took this job because I genuinely wanted to help people. I know you've been a tad affronted by all the internal party politics recently. But for now, you're still the Prime Minister. And people are genuinely terrified about what's coming this winter. Don't you think... Are you going to answer that? God, no. It'll only be Rishi calling for the hundredth time this week. I'm not talking to that prick. Hello. Your call cannot be taken at the moment. So please leave your message after the tone. For heaven's sake, Boris! Answer the phone! There's an army of peasants out here with torches and pitchforks and... No! Get back! Get back, I said! No! No! Hmm. <laughs> Guess it wasn't Rishi. I wonder what that was all about. This 
is what I've been trying to tell you, sir. The public mood is souring fast, and there's real anger out there. It's been a month since they've heard anything of substance from their government, and all this focus on weeks and weeks of the leadership contest is just making us look more out of touch than ever. People are furious. Now look here, chap. I might be lots of things, but one thing I'm not is out of touch. In fact, I'm very hands-on. (laughs) Just ask my secretary. (laughs) Now is not the time for jokes, Prime Minister. Look, I know that at this point you're basically a retiring teacher in the last week of the summer term, but you still have a duty of care to make sure the kids you're supervising, at the very bloody least, don't fucking die in front of you. Good Lord, boy, what's got into you? I'm just trying to be upbeat here. You know, add a little levity to proceedings. What's got into me, sir, are the latest projections for the energy cap. They're going up every three days. We're looking at £6,000 next year. People simply can't afford that. Oh, good lord, you're dramatic. And all over £6,000. So what? People will have to do what? Maybe one more speaking engagement every eight years? Half a meet and greet every decade? I know they're deeply tedious, but once you've got a script and you've memorised when to look confused and ruffle your hair, it's not exactly back-breaking work. That's not how anyone else in the country works, Prime Minister. Well, more fool them, I say. Bunch of bloody shirkers always expecting a handout. The state can't be expected to hold everyone's hand all the time, you know. We aren't made of money. Which reminds me, put those mini cheddars on my expenses account, will you? As a multi-pack, there's a good lad. Sir, this this just isn't good enough. I'm sorry, but but it's time somebody told you what you actually need to hear rather than just cooing into your ear like a love-struck fucking pigeon. Well, I'll make sure Nadine's aware of your very flattering comparison. I'm beyond caring, Prime Minister. She can threaten me all she likes. You are a grown fucking man. Now stop sulking behind the curtain and lead. Your people need you. It's time to get back to work. (sighs) Fine. Honestly, you take all of this very seriously, don't you? Yes, sir. I bloody well do. Well, you know what? You're right. You've inspired me. Back to work it is. Really, Prime Minister? Because I can't tell you how pleased I am to hear... Here you go. What's... This? It's a wallpaper scraper, dear boy. Now chop chop and have at it. This stuff's worth a fucking fortune and I'm not leaving a shred of it for truss. Right. I thought, uh... (laughs) I (laughs) What's the point? (laughs) Got any more of those mini cheddars? (laughs) It's an unfortunate truth that hard economic times and dreadful political leadership combine to create absolute vacuums that leave many everyday people feeling utterly powerless. And simple physics dictates that those vacuums may well be filled by people who clearly also suck, stoking divisions for profit and seeking to create easily blameable targets for their marks' frustrations and lack of direction. Combine the grift with a messiah complex and a firm understanding of how to game the algorithms of social media in order to boost the visibility of your content, and the end result is the thoroughly charmless, chinless and all-round cringeworthy dickhead Andrew Tate. 
This week, the former kickboxer, big brother contestant and lovable boy next door, if you happen to live next door to a halfway house for convicted rapists, successfully added YouTube to the list of social media platforms he's now banned from. But just who is Andrew Tate, and why are misogynistic online personas like his resonating with so many young men? Joining me in the studio today to discuss, it's Danny Suckwith. Hi Sam, thanks for having me bro. I'm here for the real talk. Now don't forget to smash that subscribe button like it's a bitch's pussy. (sighs) What? Nope, we're not doing this. We are absolutely not doing this. Not doing what, bro? You're just afraid of my message. But it doesn't matter, bro, because the alphas out there, they're going to hear it anyway. You can't cancel manhood, bro. We're building a movement. A movement of real men. Wolves, not sheep, bro. And the best way to do it is by signing up to my lifestyle newsletter and buying my brand new dietary supplements. Don't forget to like and smash that subscribe button with your big hard dick which you'll be able to do with Iron Shred Zero, the latest multivitamin from Sutcliffe's Alpha Academy. It gives you boners strong enough to break the chains of feminism. You'll be able to do pull-ups on each other's cocks like a real fraternity and lift yourselves out of your miserable lives. Sign up now, bros, before the beat-a-rainbow feminist establishment turns you into a bunch of simpering cocks. Danny, we are not... Just £49.99 a month for our bronze subscribers, or £150 a week if you're a real man, and become a plan and pledger. This is what you're doing, is it? I've given you a brief, and instead of identifying the toxic pipeline that grifters like Andrew Tate have created by feeding radical misogyny to insecure men, all you've done is recognise how disturbingly profitable it all is and have decided to follow suit. Nah, bro. That's some weak-ass female pussy shit you're peddling. The Sutcliffe Alpha Academy is a 100% original concept, dreamed up by me, a finely tuned apex predator, whose brain chemistry is perfectly balanced. Perfectly balanced, bro. I vibrate on a level you couldn't even understand. I'm pure energy, bro. Pain is just suffering leaving the body. And if you want to get ahead in life, you have to seize pain by the throat and choke that bitch unconscious. I'm selling a revolution, bro. Nothing more, nothing less. And multivitamins. And multivitamins, yes, but also a pyramid scheme. You mustn't forget the pyramid scheme. Danny, the reason this is so important is that it's so very dangerous. Andrew Tate isn't some inspirational lifestyle guru. He's a snake oil salesman and an exploitative predator who radicalises disenfranchised young men into believing that their identities are somehow being undermined by concepts as basic and fundamental as women's very autonomy. He's the textbook definition of a narcissistic sociopath. Nah, bro, you're spinning lies, and I'm just asking questions, spitting truths. If you can't handle it, that's your problem, bro. My boys, the wolf pack in my entourage, they're the only ones that matter. Provided, of course, they keep up with their subscriptions and buy at least ten boxes of Iron Shred Zero every month. Jesus, who's taking ten boxes of multivitamins a month, Danny? I'll tell you who, bro. Real men. Real men who just happen to be balding, five foot eight, between the ages of 14 and 35, and willing to blame feminism for the fact that they don't own a speedboat. 
you know, real alphas. Although I should point out, the Sutcliffe Alpha Academy takes no responsibility for any side effects you may experience when taking Iron Shred Zero. It's not an FDA-approved medication and may cause uncontrollable hemorrhaging of the penis and anus. But remember, bros, pain is just weakness leaving the body! Oh! This is absolutely ridiculous. Oh, for fuck's sake, Sam. I'm trying to make a few quid here. Why do you have to be such a buzzkill about everything? Because I refuse to legitimise your latest grift, Danny. And this weaponising of incel culture is deeply harmful. You're selling a ridiculous interpretation of personal confidence that relies on the degradation of half of the population for its validity. It's cultish nonsense that teaches young men to slap each other on the back when they get called out for their abusive bullshit, reducing any rejection of their gross behaviour to proof that they're being strong, whatever the fuck that means. All it does is expose women to yet more arseholes who have been taught to assume they're entitled to either their attention or their bodies. It takes money out of the pockets of socially awkward men, turns them into vicious trolls, and renders them even less capable of forming meaningful relationships with the opposite sex. I'm providing a role model, Sam. I'm actually talking to these men because nobody else is. Together, we're reclaiming our masculinity. My bros are just learning to manifest their success. They're learning to manifest cash into your pocket from the sound of it. That's nothing more than an unfortunate side effect of my help, bro. A bit like bleeding from your penis and anus. You're just jealous because I'm a success and your annual income is less than a quarter of what I spend on just one of my five cars. What are you talking about, Danny? I've seen your car. You drive a battered old Ford Cortina and one of the doors is a different colour. Well, for fuck's sake, son, I haven't quite cracked the social media algorithms the way Andrew Tate has yet. Well, I thought you said you were pure energy and manifesting your success. Well, that's true, bro. But there's also quite a few overheads involved in printing off your own labels and rebranding a whole bunch of pill bottles you stole from a vet's office. Let me see that. Right, so what you're actually selling is a lifestyle programme and bottles of dog dewormer. I'm selling manhood, Sam. Well, you're certainly a massive dick, Danny. Why, thank you, bro. Now, if you don't mind, I've got to go and meet some fellow alphas down at the pub and try and shift some Iron Shred Zero. I'm Danny Sutcliffe, and keep it real, bros. Reporting for IC News. Ow! Now, many of Britain's workers in several different fields have been coming together to fight the cost of living crisis on their own terms recently. Railway workers, train drivers, dock workers at Felixstowe and postal workers have either been striking or voting overwhelmingly to do so, and this week they were joined by the country's criminal barristers, who will be staging an indefinite walkout in protest over fees and cuts to legal aid funding that they say are making it impossible to address a huge backlog of cases in the court system. Justice Secretary Dominic Raab appears to be tackling the situation with his trademark level of skill and empathy, that of a malfunctioning Terminator mechanically wanking itself to death over a stack of crime scene photos. On the Tory leadership campaign trail, hopeless hopeful Rishi Sunak has also been taking aim at the nation's legal professionals, promising to end left-wing lawfare that, that ties the government up in litigious challenges to, well, all the transparently unlawful shit it's been trying to get away with recently. 
Sunak blames woke ideology for the good law project's bothersome obsession with following the law. And nobody hates wokery more than our anti-woke correspondent, Cruella Hunt. And if you think hearing that word three times in one sentence is enough, you should try listening to a conservative who's completely out of suggestions try to win over a hundred pensioners in Norwich. Anyway, here's Cruella, who's been travelling the multiverse this week in search of a reality with a firm answer to the right-wing problem of crusading lefty lawyers. Lawyers. What a word. People who stand up in the name of justice and try to ensure that everyone, even the guilty ones, are treated equally under the law. Just think about it. Fair trials for everyone. Even the murderers and rapists. The foreign ones. And everything. I ask you this. Listeners, is there anything more nauseatingly woke than that? Because I can't think of anything. And I spend most of my day reading the Daily Mail and inventing stuff to be offended by. When criminals get fair trials, and even our government, the one we voted for, get backed into corners where they're expected to obey their own laws, the woke, liberal, intelligister really have gone too far. It makes me sick. Which probably means the RAF will try and hire me now to fill their disability quota. What are we coming to, Britain? The new pandemic of strike fever is running rife through the diseased, wimpy little body of our country, and it's now spread to the social justice warriors that make up our criminal barristers. It won't be long before they're dyeing their wigs blue and calling each other my learned them. This blind greed, this grasping woke, something-for-nothing left-wing nonsense will be the death of our justice system. Now, I know what the Wokies and Marxists are going to bleat and cry. Um, I think you'll find that hemorrhaging 22% of our junior criminal barristers over the last few years is what's really disrupting the justice system, actually. And that exodus from the profession is a direct result of the 30% fall in real terms income over the past two decades. After adjusting for expenses and the hours spent preparing out of court, many junior barristers now find themselves earning less than minimum wage in their first three years of practice. Well, boo-fucking-who. What woke garbage. What? These people think that studying a worthless liberal arts degree like law at university means they should be entitled to at least minimum wage, do they? It's not like it's a real job. And this grotesque sense of entitlement has also spread to these lefty lawyers' attitudes towards our government. I mean, just picture it. Actually feeling like you, an average, unelected person, should have the right to waste the precious time of our politicians in court and having the nerve to do it by challenging government decisions that you then prove were completely unlawful. Now look, I'm not necessarily 
a fan of Rishi Sunak. He leaves me feeling very conflicted. He's he's brown, which is super woke. But he's also a morally bankrupt, psychopathic capitalist with a proto-fascist disregard for the rule of law, which are the sort of traditional values I can get behind. But however I feel about him, he's bang on about the lefty activists at the Good Law Project. All this time wasting, splurging public money on proving that the government wasted billions and acted unlawfully with its VIP lane for PPE procurement. How are our politicians meant to illegally redirect public money to their unqualified mates with any efficiency when these tedious moral crusaders are constantly gumming up the courts with their litigious nonsense? How are we meant to deport our migrants to perfectly safe havens like Rwanda that the government has conveniently chosen to ignore might murder them. I mean, ugh, just the name for a start. Ooh, we're the good law project. The sheer arrogance of these woke bastards. Who the fuck are they to imply that a government acting unlawfully are bad? And that's what I really despise about the left. Who died and gave them the right to apply their moral values to good old-fashioned abuse of power and political corruption? Honestly, it's a whole bloody profession that our wonderful country could do without. Which is why I've come here to Earth Kilo Lima Atticus Finch 22. Here in a wonderful bit of foreshadowing for our exciting future of our own reality. Suella Braveman has been Home Secretary for a good few years. She has applied her famously sharp legal mind to the Rwanda conundrum, while her previous role as Attorney General was backfilled perfectly by a candidate with a like-for-like skill set, a brass plaque that reads, Gone Fishing. Suella has always been a politician with the right idea of how to deal with these meddlesome activist lawyers. Like a true legal genius, she's closed the case and their legal loopholes forever by abusing her new office to... all to punish the Tories' political opponents. deportation flight to Rwanda. It's filled to the back teeth with Remainers, climate activists and the lawyers from the Good Law Project. <laughs> the government wishes you can't <laughs> See, now that's how it's supposed to work. The law, applied without fear or favour, and wielded to punish the opponents of a hopelessly incompetent government. Anything else is just left-wing liberal nonsense. I'm Cruella Hunt, gloriously anti-woke, and yet somehow still sleepwalking into fascism, reporting for IC News. Heartwarming stuff there from Cruella. So quick, throw a blanket over that heart of yours and try to hold on to it. Her report brings us to the end of our broadcast. We'll be back with a brand new episode the same time next week. 
But if you can't wait for more IC News content, you can get your greasy little hands on some right now by heading over to our Patreon. Join us at patreon.com slash Stories. As an early bird, and for just £2 a month, you'll get exclusive podcast sketches and ICU stories every month, as well as helping to grow the ICU project moving forwards. We leave you now, though, with the headlines you may have missed. The redacted affidavit related to the FBI's search of Donald Trump's residence reveals agents had probable cause for finding fruits of crime on the premises, which is about the only fruit the former president does enjoy at Mar-a-Lago. Almost 1,300 migrants crossed the channel in a single day, a new record, as figures reveal that only 21 asylum seekers ruled inadmissible have been deported since Brexit. As a deterrent, the government's Rwanda policy has thus been proven to be about as off-putting as the side effects of Calpol. Moderna says it is suing Pfizer and its German partner BioNTech for copyright infringement, claiming they copied its mRNA technology to create their Covid vaccines. Pfizer and BioNTech are reportedly joining forces to hire Ed Sheeran's lawyer to defend the case. And finally, a Japanese study finds dogs cry tears of joy when their owners return home, while cats cry tears of joy at the sight of the dog crying. You've been listening to IC News. Thank you and goodbye. Hello again. It's me, Danny Sutcliffe. I'm here today with a right bargain for you. And no, it's not just the mystery me I've got in the back of my van. Although that is also primo stuff. So meet me behind Oddbins and flash your full beams if you're interested. If you haven't joined our Patreon yet, we've got a special offer for you. Sign up now as one of our early bird supporters and you can get access to all of our exclusive content for just £2 a month. If you want bonus podcast sketches, compilation episodes and ICU stories, this is the cheapest you're ever going to get them. You've got to be quick though, this deal is limited to the first 500 patrons and they'll get snapped up quick. It's the best way to show your support for the show and you'll be helping us to grow moving forwards. As always, thank you for all of your support and we hope you enjoy the show. And no, it's not badger meat and if Brian May tries to tell you otherwise, he's a fucking liar!